The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. Hey there, I just wanted to kick off the show with a quick note that this episode of The Writer Files is brought to you by the inspiring team at Author Accelerator. There's never been a better time to get serious about that book idea that's been rattling around in your head. And working with an Author Accelerator book coach is the best way to write forward. Author Accelerator book coaches give writers feedback, deadlines, and step-by-step guidance while you write so that you can actually finish your book. Your book coach will give you the customized tools and blueprints to success that are so often lacking in the traditional publishing world. And if you think book coaching sounds like a gig you'd like to do, many authors and copywriters have the exact skill sets needed to become great book coaches themselves. Author Accelerator offers intensive book coach training and master classes so that you can help other writers reach their goals. Just head over to authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles for more info and to get a free seven-day writing challenge to start mapping out your own book. That's authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles. It is such an act of both courage uh, and hubris, I believe, to be able to, to face an empty screen or a blank sheet of paper and fill it with words in the hope slash assumption that someone's going to be on the other end of those words. Some other mind is going to be drinking in your thoughts. Uh, and I just found it really hard to do, partly because I've got an overdeveloped sense of, of, I mean, the bar is really high, right? I make a living by setting the bar high, by pushing authors to make their ideas clearer. Let's get rid of that part of the manuscript that doesn't work because this is where it's catching fire. So I've got this this pretty refined sense of what works. Um, And it's very, therefore, particularly hard for me, and I think for every writer, uh, perhaps to a lesser degree, to, to let fly that really crappy first draft greetings and welcome back to the writer files i am your humble host kelton reed and this week the prominent book editor turned author peter gazzardi spent some time with me to discuss how he pulled back the curtain on the writer's life finding courage in front of the blank screen and important lessons from the yellow brick road for creatives. Peter's been a professional book editor for nearly 40 years. After getting his start in marketing, writing catalog copy in New York City, he moved to the editorial side where he eventually took the reins at Harmony Books, an imprint of Random House. Mr. Guzzardi has worked with some incredibly talented authors over the years, including Stephen Hawking on A Brief History of Time, 
Deepak Chopra on a dozen books, Douglas Adams on his hitchhiker novels, Carol Burnett, Martin Amos, Ariana Huffington, and even Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like so many aspiring writers who swear they're going to finally write that book, Peter decided to throw his hat in the ring and write about the wisdom he'd accumulated on his own journey. The result of that hard work is his recently published Emeralds of Oz, Life Lessons from Over the Rainbow, an apropos title for 2019, the 80th anniversary of the film classic, The Wizard of Oz. Emeralds of Oz is a book in the tradition of all I really need to know I learned in kindergarten, life lessons drawn from the most beloved movie of all time. And Carol Burnett said of the book, I loved it as much as I loved the movie. In part one of this file, Peter Gizzardi and I discussed how he came to rub elbows with so many celebrity authors, the unique skill sets of great editors and their importance to the publishing industry, why the challenges the author faced birthing his own book were so different than he could have ever imagined, how Peter found courage in front of the blank screen, the importance of crappy first drafts, and turning off your own inner critic. Stay tuned. The Writer Files is brought to you by my friends at copyblogger.com. Words that work. Build your online authority with powerfully effective content marketing. Get superior content marketing education so you can build a remarkable online presence. Authors, bloggers, journalists, online publishers, and entrepreneurs, head over to copyblogger.com to learn more. That's copyblogger.com. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published and leave us a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. And we are rolling once again on The Writer Files. And I do find myself, as I go back through some of the uh, the older interviews we've recorded for The Writer Files, I find myself saying, I have an esteemed guest uh, over and over. So I'm going to try to find a different word for uh, today's guest. Prominent editor turned author Peter Gazzardi is here, and he is our venerable guest for today's session. How's that work? <laughs> Beautiful. Is that better? <laughs> I dodged that landmine. Any, any word will do. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to be a fun one. Peter and I are actually uh, also doing a video chat, so uh, it's not something I, I often do. And what I find, I, honestly, I think about just the audio piece is that there's kind of more of a confessional uh, uh, piece to it, yeah. you know, where you're not actually like... Yeah, we can turn off the camera if you want. <laughs> no, no. This is this is novel for me. This is like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a living, breathing person. Add spice to this, yes. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on today. Um, I can't wait to pick your brain about all things, you know, your, your fantastic storied career as an editor, uh, how you found the path to now author as well. And yeah, just kind of the writing life and, and some of your stories. But let's turn back the clock as we often do and kind of dig in a little bit to your origin story as an editor. You know, as I, as I look at your bio, I'm just really, really fascinated to see some of the, these authors that you've worked with over the last 40 years, like Stephen Hawking. It looks like you worked on A Brief History of Time. Wow. That's a pretty cool, pretty cool story, <laughs> I'm sure, unto great. itself. That was a peak experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you find yourself 
um, rubbing elbows with so many, you know, big name authors and, and celebrities and, and even some movie stars there? Well, I, th- I think the, the short answer is you've got you to pick an industry and you've got to work. Uh, you've got to basically live long enough to put 40 years plus into it as I have. Um, and th- what happens if you do that is you will inevitably have a success. And when you do, a success attracts success. And now you've become the editor of Stephen Hawking and, and Deepak Chopra, for example, was you know wanted to be edited by the editor of Stephen Hawking. Uh, one of the things he does so beautifully in his books is, is links up Vedic wisdom contemporary physics so it's like oh wow i want to be edited by that guy uh and and so it goes and it snowballs interesting interesting so as a as an editor with such a um lengthy career in the business did you have some kind of like uh i mean obviously you had some breakthrough moments when you were you know reading these books obviously you know stephen hawking that's a pretty that's a pretty uh weighty tome about, you know, quantum physics, right? And then Deepak Chopra is kind of the almost, you know, looking at it from a more, as you mentioned, kind of a, like a spiritual standpoint. So it's like you're, you're jumping genres. You've also worked with Douglas Adams on some of his hitchhiker novels. If, if listeners don't know who yeah. Douglas Adams is, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, et cetera. He had a um, pretty, pretty storied career also. But um, yeah, what, what is it like to go from, um, you know, like really a science perspective to a spiritual um, kind of a or a self-help piece and then work on a novel like that well um i've got a short attention span (laughs) Uh, i'm easily bored so i'm not the kind of guy i just couldn't spend a lifetime editing cookbooks which oh that could be a wonderful thing for many people Uh, but for me i'm always looking for something new and different and interesting and i think my greatest skill if you will the greatest attribute that i bring to the party is my willingness to be to ask questions uh, I am Joe Schmo, right? So <laughs> interest me if you and I can work out a way, Kelton, to make your autobiography fascinating to me, uh, every man, the guy in the street, then we're cooking. Then we've got a book that's really going to rock. Uh, yeah. So that's that's my role as I see it. Uh, I'm not an expert in anything. Um, and, and, and that makes me very useful to someone like Stephen Hawking because he doesn't want, he, he spends lots of time talking to fellow experts. What he wanted to do with that book is get lots of people engaged in astrophysics and to tell the story of that field and his role in it in a way that would bring people to it. Uh, and yeah, I can help with that because I'm every man. Amazing. Amazing. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow, mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, 
and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. Well, that's really cool. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting perspective and obviously it's important to, to remind so many writers about the importance of the editor in the writing process and how often we we forget that the editor has such a big you know plays such a big role right in some of these um best-selling books and um very often you know your name is is kind of maybe not uh mentioned or you know it's, it's not it doesn't come to the fore when a celebrity author is is out touring or you know um, Absolutely, you, I can't. I can't. I couldn't tell you who the editor of, um, you know, some some great fiction novel that I read, right. like uh, On the Road by Jack Kerouac. I don't. I don't know who edited it. I probably should. Right. No, you 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 wouldn't. There'd be no reason for you to. And 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 on the flip side of that, publishing is a tiny industry, so everybody in it knows everybody else in it. So people yeah. will know my name, and I'll know their name mostly. If you tell me, if you happen to publish a book, and and you tell me your agent's name, your editor's name, I'll know that person. That person hmm. will know me. So within my tiny world, I'm famous, and so is just about everybody else in my tiny world. We all know each other, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And it's and again, it's important to remember that piece of the, you know, that again, the publishing industry, which is, as you mentioned, a small, a small world for you guys. But uh, yes. yeah, yeah. So let's talk about you know how you decided then to, and I know you. You kind of mentioned this in the book, and, and let's let's just mention the title of the book here. You wrote this book, Emeralds of Oz, Life Lessons from Over the Rainbow. And so you have now crossed over, um, <laughs> yeah. and you are the editor turned author. Um, yes. What, you know, how did you, how did you find the path to, you know, and I know you've written about and talked about this at length, but just maybe give us the, Absolutely. the uh, that story. Okay give you the condensed version. Um, you know, I, I, I don't believe that every editor secretly longs to, to sit on the other side of the desk. Uh, but I suspect that a lot of them do. I mean, I've been a midwife all my life and I couldn't help but wonder what it's like to give birth. 
right? I mean, yeah. uh, and I could have gone my whole lifetime without that experience, uh, but I was fortunate enough to, to have an opportunity, which was just pure serendipity. I was meeting with a publisher in New York, and I had this kind of mini revelation. I saw this picture of a new book on his shelf, the 75th anniversary edition of The Wizard of Oz, and I just looked at this picture of Dorothy Gale gazing out on a Technicolor Oz, like this this look of wonderment on her face, and suddenly I had this, this epiphany of like, you know, I've been lucky enough to rub elbows with all these brilliant people over 40 years in publishing, but but anything I might have learned in that process was actually right there in a film that I watched when I was 10 years old. Hmm. Uh, and I just blurted this out, uh, and the publisher said, you know, I think that's a terrific idea. Why don't you write that up as a book proposal? And I, that, and I was having a lunch lunch that day with an agent, and I said, God, you know, this crazy thing happened. And she said, well, I'd be happy to represent it. Uh, and then we were off to the races. And the only thing between me and this happy moment uh, talking to you, Kelton, was five agonizing years of of writing a book, uh, wow. which turned out to be an utterly different proposition than anything I'd imagined. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I want to <laughs> talk about and then, of course, Wizard of Oz is um, this beloved movie and it's considered one of the you know, one of the greats, one of the greatest films ever made. Um, Most watched film of all time. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and if you haven't seen it, listeners, um, you might miss some of the some of the uh, references here. But I, I found it interesting going back before we, we talk about your struggle to write the book, uh, going back and look at, and and realizing that not only did it not make any money at the box office, right? It, it, bar- right. it barely eked out its its budget, which at the time was considered, it was considered the most expensive movie ever made, or it was the most expensive movie ever made, I think. Yes, um, it was a huge budget. Yeah. And, it, and of course, it has had a huge budget overrun as well. Yeah. And some other interesting things about it that, that I found uh, just kind of digging around was that Shirley Temple was the original, was originally cast as Dorothy. Did you know that one? I knew that she was a front runner. A lot of people in those days, there lots of people wrote about the film industry uh, and be published in newspapers. There's all these gossip columnists. And she was very much, she was being, and they could actually influence events yeah. saying, dropping uh, hints or by making up stories. They could actually influence what movie makers decided to do. And there was a big uh, to-do, a kerfuffle about having her play Dorothy. And But she was never actually a serious candidate I for see. the job. I see. Uh, MGM always had their eye on their own star um, and uh, Judy Garland, and mostly because of this extraordinary voice that she possessed. And, and it, they turned out to be 100% right in, yeah. in that bet. Amazing, amazing. Did go on to win two Oscars. And obviously, as you said, it's the most watched movie of all time. But yeah, so utter, utterly eclipsed, by the way, at, at Oscar time, utterly eclipsed by Gone with the Wind. That's right. I mean, it was really shunted aside. At That's that right. And, and I also found it interesting to learn that, that, that this, it was the same, technically the same director. Um, yes. Yep. No, technically about it. Yeah, yeah. He left two thirds of the way through The Wizard of Oz to go uh, work on That's Gone with the Wind. That's wild. That's wild. Well, of course, yep. I'm sure um, most adults of a certain age have these fond memories of seeing uh wizard of oz on television or on you know as you as you mentioned in the book on a uh 
VHS cassette or, you know, worn out old Betamax or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> but when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, many of us have seen the movie dozens of times because they play, you know, it was on television um, yep. all the time. And, and it was a great movie. But so now you've decided you're going to write this book. You're going you're gonna to do the... Uh, the book proposal you've got the agent lined up and and you get a book yep. deal right it's all good yeah yeah it's all good so what uh, happens <laughs> nothing but me and it uh except for a blank screen uh, uh. and lo and behold there turned out to be a good reason why over 40 years i hadn't written a book uh, <laughs> way down deep i must have known um it, it is such an act of both courage uh, and hubris, I believe, to be able to to face an empty screen or a blank sheet of paper and fill it with words in the hope slash assumption that someone's going to be on the other end of those words. Some other mind is going to be drinking in your thoughts. Uh, and I just found it really hard to do, partly because I've got an overdeveloped sense of, of, I mean, the bar is really high, right? I make a living by setting the bar high, by pushing authors to make their ideas clearer. Let's get rid of that part of the manuscript that doesn't work because this is where it's catching fire. Right. So I've got this, this pretty refined sense of what works. Um, and it's very, therefore, particularly hard for me, and I think for every writer, uh, perhaps to a lesser degree, to, to let fly that really crappy first draft, right? Because that's the only way this works. It turns it's an iterative process, which I knew, but I didn't know how hard it was going to be to just to turn off your inner editor, your inner critic, and just let those words flow, let them spill out. And then later on, in the cool light of tomorrow, you can look them over and see, you know, do I have any gold here? Is this all dross or are there flecks of things that I can save? Am I heading in an interesting direction that I can develop? Uh, but you've got to allow that. You've got to allow part of you to relax, a couple of glasses of wine, whatever it takes, and let those words flow because that's that's your product, right? That's got to start there. Thanks so much for joining us for this half of The Writer Files. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers find us. You can always leave us a comment or a question and visit the entire archives at writerfiles.fm where we also humbly ask you to support the show with a secure donation to help us keep going. Just click the little yellow PayPal donate button over at writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. And thank you.